0: From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to episode 231 of the Anxiety Project Podcast. I am Brad Robinson welcome. If you're new to the podcast, welcome, welcome. We talk everything about anxiety recovery, self-help, self-development, how to reach your better self. And it's one step at a time. It's one day at a time. And so today I'm going over your questions that you've sent in to me. You've sent them through YouTube. You've sent them through my website at UnplugAnxiety.com. So thank you for great Questions. um, And I'm diving into diet today. I don't really touch upon diet uh, as much as I should, but today let's do that. What foods do we need to avoid in order to reach better health and mental health as well? And also, I'm diving into intrusive thoughts, especially upon waking up in the morning, how to combat that negative dialogue, the story we're telling ourselves. And then I'm diving into a routine that you can start today to help lessen anxiety. So, the first question comes from Shannon. She says, When I wake up in the morning, I get so many intrusive thoughts as I drag myself out of bed. Then I dread the day ahead. Any help to combat these thoughts would be greatly appreciated. Well, Shannon, let's talk about that. Let's talk about these intrusive thoughts. And so when I was waking up in the morning, and I still do, sometimes I wake up and I have thoughts, oh, I didn't get enough sleep. Oh, man. Uh, Right when I was dreaming, you know, I'm waking up. It's it's difficult, right? We all have those mornings, no matter who you are. But it, it really comes down to how you talk to yourself. Because For me and many other people, you can get into the habit of putting on the snooze. I don't do that. I haven't done that in a long time. That's because I've practiced uh, bypassing the intrusive thoughts first thing in the morning. It's a a practice. And so first of all, when you wake up, Shannon, is the desire to feel good and well-rested, is that not met? right away could be right the desire to feel free of a strange body ache especially if you're uh, suffering from health anxiety is that desire to feel free from that body ache uh, not met right we have desires are they not being met and so that's going to come with voices in our Mind like, oh no, oh God, you know, those voices that really set the tone and the mood, right? But also, it could be anticipation of a situation during the day that you are concerned about that is causing you some worry, anxiety. And, th- you know, let's talk about that too. I mean, how do we mentally prepare ourselves for a day we know is going to be challenging? Right? That's an, another way to look at it and to phrase that dialogue is to say, well, today's a challenge. Challenge is a great word because a challenge means that it's going to be difficult, but it's something I can overcome. And so that's how I talk to myself. If I have something difficult, this is going to be a challenge. And also, I say, this is going to be an opportunity, another great thing to tell yourself. And so we have this voice that we can engage in, but it can be more difficult to engage in this new voice if you've been practicing an old voice. And the old voice will always come, right? Even before I get into the cold shower every morning, what I would notice in my mind is the voice would come up and say, don't do it. Oh God. But the more I bypass that voice that says, don't do it or, oh God, I noticed that it becomes less of a nuisance and it's less bothersome the more you bypass it. But if you're new and you haven't been doing this, it's just too overwhelming, right? The voice is so strong, and I feel like there's a movie reference in there somewhere. I think in Harry Potter, I think there's that, that point where um uh Harry learns how to counteract this spell that I can't remember what the spell is called, but the spell is like a mind control. Like the 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 voice of the spell, you know, if you cast this spell on somebody, uh, the spell would would you can get them to do things. You can get them to act a certain way. It's like a mind control. But Harry learns how to say no to this, right? Like, I, I think one of the professors, I think it's Professor Moody, cast the spell on Harry. And in, in, in Moody was like, Hop on one leg, hop on one leg. And Harry was like, No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, in his mind, that voice, he's telling himself that, right? But, anyways, um, that's a great example. But, we all have an opportunity to combat this this voice that's saying you know to tell us how to feel how to behave well how to like how we should be feeling today and you know you can do this right now if you're driving if you're walking i want you to tell yourself let's do this bring up that voice and, and tell yourself, let's do this. Do you hear that voice? Did you tell yourself? Yeah. W- well, how did that come about? You just told yourself, right? Well, that's what you need to be doing when you're waking up in the morning, Shannon. Tell yourself, today's an opportunity. Let's go. No excuses. Let's, let's conquer the day. Short utterances really help. So for me, getting up in the morning, especially when I used to suffer from anxiety, I would tell myself, let's go. Let's do this. It's a challenge. Let's get to it. Here we go. Let's do this. I kept saying that over and over and over again as I was getting out of bed. So how do you want to talk to yourself? Are you talking to to yourself like you want the best for yourself? A lot of us don't. A lot of us don't want the best for ourselves, especially Well, we know that from how we communicate to ourselves. So we have to practice a new dialogue, first of all. And what have you been telling yourself in the past shannon ask yourself that question and if you cannot pinpoint exactly the story you've been telling yourself in the past pay attention to the feeling what's the feeling like are are you feeling the way you want to feel no okay well maybe that's because. The thoughts have been so reflexive, meaning they've been well-practiced, to the point you're just experiencing the feeling and you can't pinpoint the thoughts. So now you're just feeling the emotions and, and now you have to bring about a new dialogue, a new way of perceiving the feelings, right? If, if, if it's a challenge getting up, View it that way and view it as an opportunity to shift your old identity and build upon this new identity. So it's only when you bypass that voice in your mind, the voice that limiting voice to be specific. It's only when you bypass that limiting voice that prevents you from doing something difficult like. Uh, meditating in the morning or um, going to the gym or even just waking up early, right? You can discover new parts of yourself when you bypass it. It's huge, right? You discover a different side of yourself the more you bypass this voice. That's why I recommend cold showers is because every time i would go into the cold shower before i go in the voice would say don't go it would give me some excuse maybe i'd brush my teeth longer or maybe i'd clean up i would do funny things to avoid doing something that's difficult i would even do things other things that are difficult but not as difficult as the cold shower but when I when I do something really difficult that I really do not want to do, my mind, I'm bypassing this voice that is telling me not to do it. And I do it anyways. And I don't let that circuit win. I let this new circuit win. You know, I tell myself, I'm going in there anyways, right? So much of me doesn't want to go in there but I do it anyways and this sets me up for the day because our days are filled with things that we do not want to do, situations we do not want to confront and tasks that we don't want to do, right, responsibilities, but if you set yourself in the up in the morning Shannon, then you're going to set yourself up for success. You're going to set you're going to set the trajectory of your day. You're going to build momentum. And if you are somebody like my old self who was suffering from health anxiety and I had a foundation built upon a lack of trust in myself, right? I had no trust in my health, and my abilities, and my mind, and I had no trust that I could even succeed in any way. But when I started to bypass this voice and do things that were difficult, like waking up early in the morning... I started to see a different side of myself. I was like, Hey, look at this side of Brad, you know, it's difficult waking up at five 30, but I'm doing it anyways. The voice is telling me to sleep in, but I'm not doing that today. I'm not letting that voice win because I don't want to go back to my old ways. My old ways were miserable. Why would I want to? And so that's what I recommend Shannon. And, you know, When you are experiencing extreme anxiety in situations, right? Like one of the main things I help coach my clients is that if you run away from a situation that is making you fearful or uncomfortable, you let that circuit win. And since our brain works by association, when you leave an environment one time or twice, that fear circuit grows and that dragon becomes more of something you need to contend with and an obstacle in your life. But when you go back to that environment that makes you fearful and you stay, there's going to be that voice that is saying, leave, Go, or you might feel that you just need to go, right? But then counteract with new dialogue. If it kills me, let it kill me. This is an opportunity. Let's do this. You know, transcend fear to be better, right? Like I, I remember being in situations like that, and the voice would come up saying, "Oh no, I got to get out of here," but then. I would, I would counteract that voice with. Fear is an opportunity for me to transcend it. And that's where I'm going to leave you on that question, Shannon. Thank you for that. The next one comes from Rick. Very powerful question. Any foods that should be eliminated from the average American diet that would greatly help with the reduction of stress and anxiety. Okay, Rick. First food that I highly recommend. You know, before I go into the first one, I thought about this. Many of the food corporations nowadays are like Ferengi from Star Trek. If you don't know who Ferengi are, They are this species from Star Trek that care about profit more than anything else, okay? Right, big corporations now will even fund their own studies so that the results of the studies are in favor of their product, and they will only pay attention to the data that help move, that help support their product, right, and so they're, they're biased towards that data. So, for example, if you're Kellogg's and you know if you fund your own study, the results, you know, the scientists will favor the the results that would only benefit the company that funded the study, right? Like, why? If I'm a scientist and Kellogg's is paying me all this money to do this study. Why would I say, hey, Kellogg's, you know what? This cereal that we're studying here, um, it's only increasing blood sugar and it's only making people fatter. And you get the idea. Do you really think that these companies, these corporations are out to better human health? or to look out for your health and your children's health, they're out to make a profit. And so let's look at these big foods that uh, are not that old in human evolution, right? makes sense when we talk about it, but they are not supporting your health in any way. The first one is vegetable oils. Canola oil, grapeseed oil, sunflower oil, corn oil, soybean oil, margarine. Avoid these at all costs. Why? First of all, how the heck are you going to extract oil from seeds? If you put seeds in a blender, it's going to come out a powder. I don't understand. But if you look at olive oil or some, or not sunflower, if you look at olive oil or coconut oil, that makes sense how you can get oil from those. But how do you get oil from seeds? Well, through the process. What's the process? Hexane, okay? What the heck is hexane? It's a chemical used to extract edible oils from seeds. Most of these oils is chemically extracted using this solvent called hexane. During production, heat is applied to the mixture. This affects the stability of the oil's molecules. It turns it rancid, destroying healthy omega-3s, and can even create trans fats. Trans fats, the not-so-good fats. You want to get your fats from animals like grass-fed, butter, ghee, uh, duck fat, you get the idea. And listen to this. Small hexane residues can be found in canola oil. Hexane in small amounts is considered safe. I think it's by the FDA. So small amounts of this toxin, this residue, is considered safe. Just think about that for a minute. And, you know, however, in large quantities, this is considered toxic and a pollutant. Hexane is found in stain removers. Hexane is highly flammable. Exposure, it can cause nausea, headache, dizziness, and passing out. High exposure to hexane can cause death high exposure, okay? So this chemical is used to extract these oils from the seeds, okay? Let's look more into the process. Caustic acid, also known as sodium hydroxide, is mixed into the oil, and sodium hydroxide is a corrosive acid, It's used in the making of soaps and detergents. And yet, this is used in the food we are consuming in this process. Okay? And then the oil is bleached and then it's filtered. Yes, that's the process in a nutshell. These highly foreign toxic chemicals are used to extract this oil. Why is this oil in everything? Why do we use vegetable oil in fast food restaurants, the french fries at McDonald's? Why is it used in cakes, cookies, chips? You look at the back of a Lay's potato chip or Doritos, what do you find? Some sort of vegetable oil it's in salad dressings it's in um, everything like, go to the supermarket granola bars um those organic fancy uh hiking nut bars they're in those most of what you find vegetable oils are in why First of all, they have an addictive tendency, right? They're very, very addictive. Um, I'm not sure exactly why. I haven't looked too much into it, but they are. Um, Also, they are very cheap to make, okay? And, you know, the first processed uh, oils have been, I think, introduced in 1911. So they haven't been... In our evolution, they are very new, right? So think of it as a foreign substance within the body. The body does not know how to process something foreign like like that, right? How does the body even deal with that? Well, studies have shown that people who consume vegetable oils gain weight and experience a lot of autoimmune problems, a lot of inflammation. So much inflammation. So eliminate vegetable oils. This requires you to go to the supermarket. And whenever you're in there, look at the label. You have to be one of those people. Those people care about their health. They look at the label and go, what's in this ketchup? What's, it, what's in this mayonnaise? Usually it's processed vegetable oil, okay? Find a ketchup that is pure. Like find, and they're out there and they're fantastic. You have to be one of those people. The second food to avoid is grains. Grains, breads, obviously, you know, breads, pastas, the pizza that you eat, obvious, grains. You gain weight, Uh, you experience leaky gut, Um, you experience body pains, aches, just because of the inflammation, right? Not good, your blood sugar spikes, causes diabetes, avoid oat milks, breads, crackers, you get the idea. Just bad for your health. The third food to avoid, obvious, all-processed sugars, right? The the delicious foods we all love, the donuts, the muffins, all of that, the chocolate, not good for you. Terrible, terrible. And, you know, when you're transitioning from this standard American diet into a more whole foods, animal-based diet, it's okay to incorporate some monk fruit. Not too much monk fruit, but some monk fruit, right? And maybe in your coffee um, or maybe some keto desserts here and there. I don't recommend you you go overboard in, in that direction, uh, of keto desserts because there's so many keto desserts now in the supermarkets that I just don't even uh, like at all. Like I'm on a ketogenic diet but those desserts they're they have they have processed vegetable oils in them. Many of them. And so, you know, some monk fruit is good. I would even recommend some fruit And some honey is good. If you want to put some honey in your coffee or your um, tea, great, raw honey. Raw honey. Very, very good. Um, The fourth food to avoid, anything with oxalates, um, spinach, almonds, oxalates, they reduce mineral absorption in the body, causes inflammation, oxidative stress, kidney stones. So many reports of people who make spinach and almond in chocolate smoothies, for example, develop kidney stones. Avoid those. Or if you're going to have a little bit of almonds here and there, that's okay. But keep it at a minimum. The fifth food to avoid pasteurized dairy, like the 1%, the skim milk, the 2% milk, the cheese, many cheeses, you know, many of the cheap cheeses that you find in the grocery store. Look at the package usually made with skim milk many people if not everybody does not do do not do that well with that milk um that dairy i've noticed within myself that when i would reduce as i was reducing the dairy my acne got a lot better to the point where you wouldn't even know i ever had acne but yes i suffered from acne and their dairy, and I noticed that when I would incorporate some dairy, some cheese, I start I started to flare up. Some pimples would show up, and I'd go, "Oh, it's the it's the dairy." But there are some I would recommend some dairy. I recommend full fat cheeses, whole, uh, whole raw milk, for example. I've I bought a cheese recently uh, made from sheep milk, whole sheep milk, and I do really well on that. Some people do really well with goat milk. So I recommend those. So now let's look at what you can add into your diet to help optimize your health. I recommend eggs, avocados, beef, ground beef, steaks some bacon sardines organ meats like heart like liver really 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 important for human health really really important also bone marrow i also recommend himalayan sea salt i buy uh redmond's real salt which is really really good full fat cheeses like we already talked about small amounts of pecans a great nut to incorporate if you're looking for some sort of nut to eat if you like your nuts you know avoid i would say peanuts in general um a little bit of almonds is okay pecans good um a little bit of fruit, some chicken with the skin on and the bone in. These are some great foods that you should be incorporating into your diet. And then lastly, here are some resources for you if you want to pursue this diet journey further or gain more information on diet. I recommend the book, The Dietitian's Dilemma by Michelle Hearn. I interviewed her on podcast number 178. Go and listen to that after this episode. I highly recommend it. I highly recommend you check out The Big Fat Surprise, Why We Need Meat Cheese in Our Diet by Michelle, uh, sorry, not Michelle, uh, by Nina Teicholz. Great, great book. Also, I recommend Dr. Barry on YouTube. Go check out his channel. Thank you, Rick, for that great question. Lastly, here's a question from Laura. For someone who wants to incorporate new habits that help calm stress, what would you recommend I start with and what time of day? Great question. So... I recommend you start with a habit in the morning. We talked about this partly with the first question from Shannon. Um, it helps set the momentum. It helps set the tone for the day. When you look at successful people, like The Rock, for example, he's he's so damn successful, right? Like he's he's got the bar so damn high for everybody, but you know, successful people like who are your role models? What are they doing? What are your role models doing in the morning? What helps them get ready for the day? Uh, for, for me, role models would be, uh, Russell Brand, uh, Wim Hof, David Goggins, uh, Ed Milet, Jordan Peterson. The list goes on. I have so many Joe Rogan, What do these people do? Well, they do things in the morning, right away. I heard Joe Rogan talk about this on a podcast recently. He gets into the ice bath first thing in the morning because he says that his mind doesn't want to go in it, and that's the perfect opportunity for him to get in the ice bath. Now, Shannon, I'm not, or sorry, Laura, I am not recommending you go straight to the ice bath right away. Let's look at what you can do today to develop a morning routine because it's all about how do we build on a habit habit that's healthy and we get some reward and some benefit from. So the first thing I recommend to somebody who's anxious and who doesn't have much of their life put together, develop a certain time in the morning to wake up and do that consistently throughout the week. So if you're waking up at 10 a.m. every day, reduce it by an hour, start waking up at nine, and do that for a week or two weeks, and then reduce it to 8.30. Do that for another week, then another week, and then work down to a time where you can stay consistent. For me, I used to wake up at 10, and now I worked my way down to 520 every single day. No excuses. So I get up early. I recommend that you have a block of time to yourself. You have to make time. If you don't have any sacred time to yourself in the day, you're not really giving back to yourself in any real way. And you're not helping anybody else, right? You're not, if you're not helping yourself, How can you really help the people around you? So set a block of time. You get up. Perhaps you meditate for 10 minutes. That's a great starting point. You use a guided meditation. I recommend the app Insight Timer, a great meditation app with a lot of guided meditations. You do that for 10 minutes. I write in a journal every day and I structure my journal. So I journal and this is what I write in my journal. And I highly recommend you do this as well. So I write down any worrisome thoughts in my mind. I just get it out of the head onto paper. It helps shrink the fear. And then... I will write three things I'm excited about. Then three things I am grateful for. So I'm practicing some gratitude, paying attention to what I have around me. And then I write the goal of the day. What is the goal? Okay, the goal of the day. And so after the journal... I would stretch my body. No specific routine. Just get on the floor, stretch out the body, stretch out the muscles. Pay attention to your breathing while you're stretching. It's, and while I'm stretching, I've I, I've noticed that my mind pays attention to, you know, if there's a if there's tension, my mind goes towards the tension, and it it gets me out of my head and it gets me more into the present moment. So I I start paying attention to my legs, for example. I start to pay attention to my neck or I start to pay attention to my chest or my arms while I'm stretching. And then after about 10 minutes of stretching, I will get into the cold shower that is my routine i didn't start out that way i when i first started my routine i started with something small 10 minutes of meditation 5 minutes of journaling some stretching and then off you go and that could be 20 minutes but now i've built because i've practiced that routine for such a long time I've built it into an hour routine because I really value that time with myself in the morning. And the days get so busy. Things keep happening. Life throws so much your way during the day. You have a lot to juggle. But if you have that time to yourself to really take a breath, to really surrender and give back to yourself and really take care of yourself like you are somebody you actually care about, then you start to notice that there are periods of the day where you become more present, mindful. You're not as stressed. You don't have as much emotional currency in the bank account And you can afford to allow any novelty to come up during the day because you have that space within you to handle that. You have that emotional space, that energy within you to contend with that novelty. And so a morning routine, in summary, it helps you to build on a momentum, You don't want to do it. Trust me, when you start these habits, you are going to experience cognitive dissonance, which means feeling, thinking, and behaving in a manner you are not accustomed to. But you are building on this new identity, the identity of this healthy person, the identity of someone who values this sacred time, values quiet time values health and well-being and that activates your parasympathetic nervous system which is your rest and digest system calms down the mind and body and that's where i'm going to leave you today on this Q&A episode thank you everybody for the great questions i really appreciate your time and being here listening to the show. I greatly value that. If you want to support the show, head on over to unpluganxiety.com under support. You can donate any amount of money to the show, and I would greatly appreciate that. Um, and I just appreciate you guys listening. But if you want to take it a step further and really show your gratitude and support, head on over to UnplugAnxiety.com, and just feel free to support me in any way that you can. Even just leaving your comments means a great deal to me. Rise above anxiety, everybody. I will see you on the next podcast or video. Bye for now. Brad's powerful anxiety recovery program is now available at unpluganxiety.com. The anxiety project program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.